0: and we are live. Yes, you are watching now Creativity in Focus, a live video podcast where we highlight an artist every week. We now begin Creativity in Focus and my guest today is Jenny Remish, also Hi. known as Pixie Paddler. Yes. Yay! Welcome <laughs> very welcome here. Thanks for having me. I am excited you know, I, I told you before, the fantasy creatures is something that we had our eyes on for a very long time. I think it's a very cool type of art. But before we talk about your pieces, tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: I am um, a stay-at-home mom. I've got a toddler, and we're expecting one on the way, Ooh. 31 weeks along, so nice. we're going to be even bigger by the time we have class. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm 26. My husband is in school right now, so I mainly just make these during my little one's nap time. Yeah, so, so it's so kind we of we know there will be a gap
0: coming soon. Right? Yep,
1: <laughs> yep. I'm going to be taking a break about halfway through next month to get me time to set nice. up the nursery and everything. Nice, so nice, nice, nice.
0: How long have you been making them?
1: So it's only been about four years. I've done polymer since I was tiny. My mom always had it in the house. We had we had polymer clay. Nice. Um, but I started these on my maternity leave, actually. I found them on on a social media platform, and I just loved it. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I could make that. <laughs>
0: what excited you about this type of art?
1: I love how you can make them look realistic, but also... Add your own kind of flair to it. Uh-huh. So it makes them a little bit, I don't know, a little spunky or something. Just add a little bit of character that uh-huh. that wouldn't be there in the real animal. That's fantastic. Now, you said your mom uh, had polymer
0: around the house. Does she mm-hmm. also like to play? With with arts or oh she
1: does she's a painter she's currently into quilts she really loves quilts uh-huh. she's got a long arm machine everything nice serious but, business oh yeah <laughs> but we always had polymer clay and we always had painting supplies so we could we could do do it whenever it suited our fancy uh-huh. when we were growing up and the polymer clay in itself what attracted you to the polymer clay um, I love that you can start from nothing and make whatever you want. Mm-hmm that all like you can tweak it and tweak it and tweak it until you bake it Uh but by then you know it's finished but you can still scrape it off if you have something you find later that you really just don't love (laughs) um so I love that it's just a medium that you can keep working with because like with stone or some other materials you just you don't get that quality you're once you're done you're done and you can't mess with it anymore and Uh I, I really love that that you can just keep tweaking it and make it what you want.
0: That's cool. I want to, to give a good look at all the pieces that she has so you guys can really get inspired and think, oh, I could be making this too. And here are a few. And we are going to go and talk about each one of these. And remember, we are live because if you have questions, if you want to, to know something uh, about Pixie uh, sculpting and even business, well best thing to do is just send a message either on the comment box or the chat box that you have close to your video. Okay, so you started and uh, you don't happen to have the very first piece you made just to have I an idea. I don't, I what don't. Was
1: it? He was a little ferret actually. Uh-huh. Um, well, actually it was a bird. I did a bird first and it was just this teeny tiny bird and it was hardly even posable <laughs> at all because I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and his name was Aqu- Aquarius, I believe. Uh-huh. to will check on that. But yep, it was just a little palm-sized bird, a little nice, blue bird. Nice. And then I made my ferret, which actually made me more popular. Um,
0: the ferret really uh, caught up on social media, correct? Yeah, agreed. Okay, we are going to talk more about that.
1: And then you went from there yep. and decided, okay, so do you sell your pieces? I is do. In a business? I actually try to sell most of them. So this is all that I have currently uh-huh. in stock.
0: Wow, nice.
1: <laughs> I try to just sell them as they go. This one was actually, I made for myself, the kitty. The, the kitty. It was the first Wait doll I made myself and I made myself it for Christmas last Oh, year. nice. So. Do you have cats at home as well? We no? do, we have a kitty. He's okay. black, his <laughs> name is Knox. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's very cool. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the business side. Do you sell only online? Do you go to shows and fairs in town? So, what so far I've it?
1: only sold online. This is actually the first thing I've done. Ooh. So I'm really excited. I've taught like a couple cupcake, cupcake decorating classes before uh-huh. I did any of this, but that, that was it. So I haven't done anything outside of the home and I'm really excited to nice. start doing this now. Nice. So I'm, I mainly just sell online. I'm currently trying to create a shop. Mm-hmm. So I'm just selling um, to the person. Okay. So, so
0: you sell mostly using social media then? Mm-hmm. You don't have a setup shop anywhere.
1: No, I don't. Oh, I used nice. to, okay. but I don't I didn't love the fees. <laughs> <laughs> so now I just do straight person to person. Nice, nice. And and
0: okay, I want to talk more about your marketing piece, but okay. let's start talking about the pieces itself. So Done. choose one to show us first.
1: So these guys, so these guys are my older pieces. They're actually a couple years old, I believe. Okay. So um. let's start with that. So I actually wanted to start with these. So these are what got me into it. So like I say, I used to do polymer clay. Uh And that's what I knew going into this. So I started with polymer because that's what I knew. And I made little brooches and necklaces and things. This is actually a new one. But I made little sculptures. And Uh this is how I started. Because I I didn't want to start quite right into the animals yet. I was a little bit nervous. Uh So this is how I started. Um, And I really, I I love making them still. I actually wear them all the time. So these are the ones that I kind of keep in my own collection to wear. Uh-huh. But, yep, and then I moved on to, to creatures, and these guys are my older ones. So this was back when I did mostly the furred faces. Okay. But I've started, Oh, sorry, let's see if I can get him in shot. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, now, there you go.
1: Yep, so they are fully posable, so I can open them up and oh, just get them to move. <laughs> no, Does he hang? Horrible. Uh, um, he can power, hang. Yep. Let me see the feet. Yep, oh. He's got feet that can hang. Let's see if I can get him to hang off my finger. Just a second for us so just.
0: Okay. Yep. Oh, look at that. How cute. How
1: cute. And these wings, what are they made of? So these are, it's kind of like a spandex. It's like a, what's the word I'm going for? For like gymnasts and things. Mm. And it's airbrushed. I, I can't oh. get a good quality. Um, coverage without an airbrush on uh-huh. these kinds of materials
0: very cute
1: but yeah so
0: uh, did you say this was one of your first pieces this is one of my older ones wow, so I
1: don't have any cool. of my first ones uh-huh. they all sold and went nice. to, to living that's what homes we want. but these guys are promised to other people so that's why I've <laughs> kept kept a hold of them <laughs> but yep so this guy this guy was starting into I was trying to come up with modeling in the fur Mm-hmm. so this is one of my first ones of trying to get multiple tones in the fur Okay, so you airbrush that as well? No, this one is actually done by hand. Wow. Yep, so all okay. of this is done by hand, and that's what I'll be doing in my class coming up. Mm. I'll be doing it by hand, because mm-hmm. the airbrush is a little bit more involved.
0: <laughs> Very cool.
1: But, yeah. So, the whole body is is, uh, is polymer clay? How do you work that? Um. So, I've started recently getting into resins, but... So, it's the head and the feet are mm-hmm. all polymer. I would love to do antlers and things, but they... But polymer doesn't. Uh, but polymer doesn't doesn't last very well. Mm-hmm. So I mainly just do the head, the ears, and the feet in polymer. Okay. And mm-hmm. then the body is a flexible skeleton. You can do it either in wire or the skeleton that I use. Yeah, currently. you have one here,
0: right? Let, yep. Let's get that.
1: So we've got this guy right here, and it'll show off the skeleton.
0: Okay, just a second. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's
1: a new new product to me. Yeah. I found and it's out quite about interesting, it, I right? It. It's because it's it so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. say, See if I can show you, but stay on okay. camera. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's totally flexible. It was actually made for cars. <laughs> for cars. It was actually made for cars. Wow, that's cool. Um, it's it can handle high pressure, and they're mm-hmm. actually hollow, so okay. it can handle high pressure, and it shoots really hot liquids through cars. Okay. And that's what they made it for. But then doll makers were like, hey, I we can want use this that. Product. <laughs> this product's awesome. Oh, boy. So then they got, they got that. Let's see if I can stand back up now that I'm messing it up. Nope, we're just going to lay them down.
0: Okay. Uh, the fur that you use on your pieces, uh, this
1: one, for example, mm-hmm. uh, is it acrylic fur? Do you, what do you get for that? So I use all faux fur. It's actually the same fur as this guy right here. Okay. So it's alpha fur. This actually is a super huge pain to work with, but I love it. It's, it's so to soft. It's
0: good to touch. Yeah,
1: it's so soft. So there's differences. I use the long pile mainly when I want like a mane, mm. or something longer, and then the short piles for ones that I don't plan on shaving. Okay. To fit my look.
0: That's very good. Now this is a big guy. How how big is it?
1: Um, it should be the, the size of a li- of a life cat. Oh. That, that was, was my goal. That was you my to goal. Make, or are you saying, ah, oh yeah, I do yeah, yeah. It's definitely one of my biggest pieces. I've done some eighteen, um, some eighteen to twenty inches, but this is one of my bigger pieces. Oh, I mainly stick with small because it's in my <laughs> comfort zone. <laughs> but, what yep. do you think sells better, then,
0: the bigger
1: or the smaller? For me, it's been smaller. Mm-hmm. I know some artists that only do big, yeah, and they just love Very doing big, large, actually. yeah. Yeah, but for me, I just really love doing the small. I love the details and the... I wonder that too, because we, what we've seen in the art doll world
0: uh, is that collectors are going smaller. And it makes a mm-hmm. lot of sense because uh, people are living in smaller spaces right mm-hmm. now, right? In especially big cities. We don't have that issue here. I know. Because we have a lot of space and houses are very big. But if you go to California, if you go to New York, you're going to see that the spaces are getting smaller. So it makes sense that to collect when you're collecting bigger pieces, it becomes an issue very fast. Less space, that's which also- Which is not good
1: for business. Well, I know, right? Why, that's why I, I try not to keep on, to keep a hold of any of my dolls, because uh-huh. we just live in a little two bedroom apartment. Yeah. And I only have space for, <laughs> for so many and then uh-huh. I've got to get them gone kind well, of Well, that's,
0: that's a common problem with artists, I, I think, because the same, I like to make my stuff and, and I do dabble in different arenas. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, after they're, they're done, I actually lose interest in the piece and there's not enough space for them. Yep. So even if you, you think, oh, I don't care if I sell. A lot of people are like that. I, li- I like selling. I don't have an issue. But I, I, I cannot, I don't want to sell or whatever. Well, what happens then? Uh, you run out of space, mm-hmm. right? And that's not very fun. Okay, next piece, the bird. I think that's a the bird. fabulous He's my piece. my
1: newest one. So I wanted to show off his little his little outfit. He's got a little, like, traveler's traveler's vest and his little... Um, wand staff? Staff. That's a better word. (laughs) (laughs) But he's got a new flexible polymer. And I'm going to oh, show this yes. off a little bit in Let's class. Let's go,
0: yeah, look at this. So do he's it again. got
1: posable toes right here.
0: So you do have wire under. There is
1: a wire inside. Mm-hmm. And it
0: just follows the wire. Yep, it just wow. follows the
1: wire. There are definitely tricks. Have you tricks. tested if
0: it doesn't break after
1: a Yes, I have. Um, and I actually, the thicker you go, the more easily it breaks. Mm-hmm. So the, I'm going to show some tips and tricks when I do okay. my class as well. So anybody who wants to get started in this new clay will have... A really good handle on how to do it.
0: I heard that it is a little different than all the others mm-hmm. when you're thinking about I also did his Oh, tail the feathers. feathers for
1: the That's tails. Yep, his tail feathers are also, the wires I did a little bit higher, but
0: yeah. Caipea uh, is asking, uh, what airbrush you're using?
1: Um, it's actually a cake decorating one. <laughs> I bought it to do cakes out of my home and then I was like, I have two airbrush nozzles, why not use it for both? (laughs) Okay,
0: so so just a normal airbrush. So it's actually quite large. Because I know
1: they can get...
0: Extremely expensive. Right?
1: Yeah, so mine was actually super cheap. It was like one of the cheapest models you could get on Amazon. Uh-huh. Um, sorry, I didn't to say a brand name. Um, <laughs> so it was one of the cheapest models I could get, but it's actually quite large. Nice. So it's very much like I wait to airbrush till the end of the week and then airbrush multiple at a time because it's <laughs> it's a process to get it out. That's very cool. Thank you, KPR, for your question.
0: And if you guys have any questions, send it over because we want to get. Yes, please we do. I love get...
1: questions. Uh, before I
0: move to the next one, the airbrush part. Did you take courses or it was so as a cake decorator?
1: You did. What as a cake decorator? I oh. used it all the time. It was my that. go-to thing. I loved it. Uh-huh. So I was a cake decorator for almost so I think it was about six years right. before I went on maternity leave and did this. Uh-huh. And so I like airbrush is what I knew. And so nice. When I got into the hobby, I was like, all right, airbrush. Uh-huh. That's where we're uh-huh. going for. <laughs> we're just gonna just start so there. It was a
0: piece of cake for you to mm-hmm. transition. It's a piece that. of cake for me. <laughs> oh no, pun then. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, Niger oh. is saying, I'm so excited. Uh, what's your favorite piece that you have ever made?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. Currently, it is this guy. Yeah, talk, he talk was, about more about this. He was the supposed to be for sale a couple weeks ago, and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> he's, so you been, said, oh, he's, he's been, been special to me. Longer. So I've been keeping him, and it actually, worked out great for this because we've been able to have him for the videos.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he's my newest one. Actually, this guy is, but this guy was a couple weeks ago. And I just really love him. I love putting spots on their noses and just giving them some character. And this you, guy just made turned out f- exactly how I wanted.
0: You made a few ferrets, correct? Yes. Yep, it's definitely what broke me into the art dolls. Oh, what do you think? You told me once we were talking to each other that it was actually what caught fire for you on social media, which yep. you know, is the, the weak link of a lot of people, right? Social media seems very easy and very yeah. cheap, and it's neither. So tell me what happened with the ferrets, what was the thing, or you or just happened and you said, oh gosh, I think people like ferrets.
1: Kind of like that. Oh, really? So the first fur I ever got, I got a white fur, because I was like, all right, I can do a lot with this. Mm-hmm. So I got a white fur and it had some gray tips on it, and I was like, wow, a lot of ferrets I've seen have kind of fur like this. So I was like, <laughs> I'll just make a ferret. And yeah. it was the second doll I'd ever made, and I, I made it, and I just got the most darling pictures with him. Mm-hmm. And he just turned out so cute and had the <laughs> cutest little, little uh, face for pictures. And I joined a couple groups um, through social media platforms. And they, they just loved him. Everybody was like, oh, my gosh, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Uh-huh. And, like, I gave him some character. I gave him some horns and, and made some some differences. I gave him some armor because I have loved doing that. Uh-huh. And everybody was just so excited. And they just wanted to see more and more. And then I got custom orders for ferrets. Uh-huh. So people were asking me to make the ferrets that they own or ferrets that have passed away. And I did memorial ferrets oh, and oh, things. Oh, really? I do. Oh, yeah. So with my memorial ones, too, I actually send a little tag that I use one of their feet to make an impression mm. and I make a little necklace out of it out of polymer and send it with the pic, with oh the boy. with the doll so they have the little name carved in it and it's got the little paw print for their memorial ferret yeah. so but yeah has it happened more on. than
0: once the memorial ferret yep
1: I've made probably at least 15 at this point
0: really? they're really
1: common and I, I was kind of surprised when I first started but everybody yeah. Everybody wants that little piece, that yeah. little piece yeah, of for them. Sure, still, for sure. yeah. I,
0: for a very brief uh, period of time, I was making. Uh, so I, I would, uh, I don't know if I don't know how to say it, but mm. make the the paw of the dog in silver. Yeah. Right. And I, I made, I had some orders. They were all for the dog was either well, most of them were about to die or something like that. So I would have to send the kit really fast so they could make the imprints. Yeah, to me. and then send and it I back. would cast in silver. And I stopped because I was having a hard time. You know, I, I, I mean, for me, animals are very, very, very important. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't deal with other people's suffering. <laughs> Even though, you know, at the end, I was providing them a memory. But I said, no, that's, that's not the kind of business... I I can do it because, you know, it's me, not them. Yeah. Not not what they're going for. It's
1: nice. I was going to say, I've had the opposite effect. With me, I'm kind of bringing them back to life. Yeah, yeah. And so it's been really great for me. And if you ever want a memorial doll, I I ask for pictures, as many as I can get, Uh of your animal because then I kind of get a little personality of them and I'll I'll put it in there somehow if I can make it and and I'll add it to that. And I, I really love that. And I love hearing back from people that... Like their family, keep ask them. Like they're like, oh, we yeah. we thought they passed away, but they're right there oh, on your shelf, and it's like wow. it just really <laughs> warms my heart. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I got that so close. That's I'm impressed you
0: about so many ferrets, though. Right? Yeah. You would think people, most people, have dogs and cats. <laughs> right? So, yeah.
1: I know. It what got me was? Uh,
0: were there other animals that you had to do as a memorial piece, or just ferrets so far?
1: Mostly just ferrets. Yeah, I've done a lot of ferrets. I've done. Let's see. I think I did a couple, a couple dogs and maybe a kitty, Uh but mostly ferrets so far.
0: Taylor is saying, and I think you know him, the bird was (laughs) named Aqualo, the Aquamarine Swallow. Yeah.
1: That's my husband, by the way. (laughs) Uh, Helen Dornan wants to know, are the eyes glass? So some are and some aren't. I've done a little bit of both. So these guys both have glass eyes. Um, this is a resin. This is resin and I've put them in. And this, this is one adorable, is polymer by the way. with it. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. So this one is resin. I interrupted you. Yep,
1: so this one's resin and the eyes are put in. Um, you can either cast them in or add them later and then this guy is polymer with the glass. Okay, that, give us a second. Yeah. Oh, you're totally fine. Uh-huh. So this is glass. Yep, so these are all glass, but uh-huh. then these new guys are not. So these two are not and none of my dragon busts are.
0: So you're using what now?
1: He's glass, sorry. Glass, okay. The lion is on the screen. <laughs> uh-huh. But these two, the ferret and the bird ooh, are both. Resin. Both uh, resin, yep, and then painted paint after the fact. And you're making
0: yourself, or you buying
1: um, so I make everything from scratch, so the eyes too. I get the blank cabochons. Like a good Utah
0: girl, right? Right? <laughs> I know.
1: I do. I make everything from scratch. So the, I get the blank cabochons, and I, you can either paint the back, which is a huge pain, or you can paint the paper and then adhere it and then stick it in. Uh-huh. So that's usually what I do. It's, it's so much easier. But I've done both. <laughs> okay. Good, good, good. Uh, Lastly, can
0: you give me your top three tips for using faux fur with polymer?
1: Yes. So there is a glue that you want to get. It's a fabric adhesive. It is the best. I will probably have them include it somewhere. Uh, The brand name, it's the best. And Mm. it's the only thing that works with adhering faux fur to polymer clay that I found. It also works with resin. Um, Resin's a little bit trickier. I do a different sealing process with resin than I do with polymer, Mm -hmm. just because it's a trickier medium. But so that's definitely one. I do the second, know what fur you're getting. So this guy, I love this fur. It is the best. It feels like real fur, like you're petting an actual cat. uh-huh but it is a huge pain to work with. why? Um, because you cannot cut it with um, with pet shears. Mm-hmm. So you have to cut everything by hand. <laughs> so it takes a whole lot longer. Um, well. This stuff is much better, so the the longer piles are usually better but I don't know what they call it. I want to say it's like chinchilla or something. Mm-hmm. I think this one is called well, Cheshire. It does,
0: it does feel. But it
1: feels like chinchilla for Yeah, it does. It's super soft. So if you get this one, it will be a pain to work with, but it's so worth it in the end. <laughs> but if you're starting out, get a long pile that feels a little bit, it's not quite softer. It's not mm-hmm. quite as soft. Mm-hmm. And that one's much easier to work with. You'll also know by the backing, this guy is stretchier and the long pile is not as stretchy. So, so neater and we've Yep, so the weave, yep. Okay.
0: And which one do you prefer?
1: Uh, I, I like the tricky one. You it's like my the, favorite. Really? I use it on most of them. Uh-huh. Um, I use both. And so it really just depends on the doll. And I'll even incorporate both. This guy's got both. So he's got the really soft stuff underneath. Sorry. No, I'm taking show, him out of screen. show to Joe and he will. No, I'm taking him the out of screen. That's so it. this is the soft stuff right here. Uh huh. And then this is actually a really short pile because I wanted so to this show is off a the anatomy one. of his legs. Yeah, so this on the outside is the so stretchy. Mm-hmm. And then I've got the long pile up here on his wings. So you can definitely mix and match. And that's usually, that's what I do now more mm-hmm. than what I did at the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At the beginning, I'd just do one fur and kind of make it all work.
0: <laughs> uh, Niger is saying, will you be making more anthro-type creatures? That's my favorite so far.
1: I am hoping to. I'm, I would really love to do like uh, ancient gods, Ooh. so do like Egypt and uh-huh. and some fun ones like that. So I, that's my goal for probably the end of the year uh-huh. is to get some more Anthro ones out. That's,
0: that's very cool. A lot of armatures too. And yep.
1: Yep. Yep. Very yep. nice. I want to do human hands too. I'm hoping to, to uh-huh. conquer that this year. Oh, cool. But do you do you plan to stick with animals or? Yeah, they'll still be animals. Okay. So the whole body will be, but they'll have hands, the hands so they can like open. hold things mm-hmm. and
0: very cool. stuff. Uh, Ken is asking, "What is your favorite type of thing to sculpt?"
1: Honestly, I don't know that I've met one I don't like. Sculpting mm. is probably my f- one of my favorite parts of the process. Sculpting and then dry brushing the faces uh-huh. are my favorite parts. Oh yeah. So I I don't think I found one that I didn't like. I don't love repeating things. How about that? Mm. So if I make one animal, I don't want to make the same animal over and over and over. Even though you've done like If I'm sculpting ferrets. them all by hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's why I immediately went into resin casting because I'm like, I got a lot of ferrets and I need to get so these. So let's go there a little bit. Could so you today you, you sculpt and you cast them in resin. Mm-hmm. I do both. So sometimes if I just want to do one of the animal, I'll just sculpt it mm-hmm. and sell it that way. But if I know I want to make multiples, I'll do the resin casting.
0: Okay. How complicated is that? Because I, I know people have a lot of curiosity when it comes to that. Uh, you do everything by yourself, like I, I said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you take a course to learn how to do the nope. resin part? Child no. Trial and error. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lots of it. Yeah. We could
0: be best friends. Just say. <laughs> When it comes to price points, of course there is a difference, right? Yeah. So tell me a little bit, if you sculpt a ferret and sell that piece, and if you
1: cast it. So I try, so actually I keep it about the same. I might charge a little bit more if I have to sculpt it just because of the time, because mm-hmm. resin doesn't take as long. You cast it, it's 15 minutes, you're done. Yeah. And then you can move on to painting, but sculpting will take multiple hours and you'll see that in class because the face is the most important part. So if you get the face right, you're good. But So I don't really change the price based on resin. I do change based on the armature because the the ball and socket is forever. It will never tire. Mm-hmm. And the wire is not, but it's mm. so much cheaper. Yeah. So I will charge a little bit more for the armature because I have to pay for shipping and all that stuff. Um, but I usually recommend getting it anyway. Cause <laughs> You'll just want it so so uh, as a choice you would always get this movable one yes if okay. you have the choice get that one i know with some of them like you can't if you want super skinny legs it's really hard to get with the armature mm-hmm. so you'll want to do wire for the legs and do the armature for the spine okay. but for the most part if you can do it do the armature mm-hmm. and these two are both armature the kitty and the ferret are both armatures okay.
0: and this one is wire then
1: um, he's got wire for the legs and arms, but he's got okay. armature in his skeleton.
0: Helen is saying so precious. <laughs> now, tell me about your dragons. I actually like them a lot. This, so these are wall pieces. Yes,
1: yeah, so they're wall hangings. Okay. So these are my new ones. I just did them like a couple months ago. And I really, really love doing these.
0: Look at that. Wow. So uh, are, uh, are they casted? or? Yes, so these yes. are resin
1: cast. So I okay. did the original sculpture. I did it in a wax clay. Uh-huh. and then I cast it. Very cool. And then these are all hand-painted by me. I was gonna show this one too. Also with the airbrush?
0: Or did you? No, use? I hand-paint
1: these ones. Oh, look, I, this
0: is my favorite. Woohoo! Look at that.
1: He's super fiery. The side, nice.
0: Why did you decide to make just the head as a wall piece? Because I really here. love
1: sculpting and <laughs> painting. <laughs> I started doing it with the dolls and I was like, I could totally just do the head, Uh like put it on a wall and do it. I want to say it's called like um, faux fantasy mounts or something. Uh. So it's like trophy mounts, like deer heads and stuff, but you make them for dragons. And I've seen a couple done, but I'm actually hoping to branch out into my other dolls too and do their heads. Yeah. So just do them as little... Have you showed any of that type yet? I <laughs> haven't yet, because they're brand new. They're brand new. So eh? I just I did that. them. And I <laughs> wanted to save them for this now that I knew it was coming up. Uh-huh. So I wanted to make sure that I had some examples to show. That's
0: very cool. I, I love them. And I think they are... I, for one, I love sculpting the head. Mm-hmm. The, the rest of the process, I mean, like hands... I, really don't want. It. Oh, that's me too. Yeah. So, you know, if I could stop there, and I can,
1: right? Right. <laughs> it could be, it would so that's, be awesome. That's why I started doing it, because I was like, well, I know I really like the sculpting and I really like the painting.
0: <laughs> but the rest, not so much, <laughs> the right? the rest,
1: yeah. it's all hit or miss. <laughs> uh, Kaipe is asking, what's the most ambitious piece you'd like to make? <sighs> I really want to make a life-size fox. It's been Yay. on my bucket list for a really long uh-huh. time. But I want to do it right the first time. Oh, why? Why? Because, like, like I say, everything's been trial and error so far. And if I'm going to make something that large, mm-hmm. I want to make sure I do it right. And yeah. I don't want to have to take it apart 20 times as I'm going through, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> especially on that scale. I'm like, with these smaller ones, it's easier because if you mess up, you can fix it pretty easily. Uh-huh. Okay. But on bigger ones, like like this guy, I didn't realize how heavy the head would be mm. on the mm. cat. <laughs> And it's even a hollow cast, which I am gonna show as a, a bonus course. Okay. Is how I did the hollow casting, but yeah, even with the hollow cast, the head is so heavy. So <laughs> I didn't realize that with the armature. Yeah. And I had to get a bigger size, and oh. they only have so many sizes, um, for the armature. And so I was like, oh dang it, I've gotta order the bigger <laughs> size for this guy because it is not gonna hold him up. It did, but then after a while, the little head would start to oh. to see. So, yep, so I had to get the bigger size for that one. Mm-hmm. So that was the tricky part for me. So I'm just, like, worried I won't have the right supplies or won't know how to get it quite right. So th- about the,
0: the the how heavy it is, have you ever considered, for example, the air-dry clay
1: instead since it's lighter? I haven't. Mm. Um, I've heard a lot of good things, and I've actually done slush casting with the resin, and that re- works really well. Um, but I don't love it for... Like for, for long term, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to find a a good mix, and so this one with the hollow casting actually did fairly well. Very well. Uh-huh. But um, it was definitely, definitely a surprise. Yeah, yeah, I bet, I bet. But that's a, well, actually that's a very good tip, right? Because
0: yeah. since since I think we always start with the head, you're not thinking later in the process. Mm-hmm. How you It's going the same
1: to- with with polymer. Yeah. If you do a head, you'll want an insert. You don't want to do straight clay if you do a small head you can probably get away with it but anything that's like this size or bigger you're gonna want an internal structure mm-hmm. or she's gonna to be too heavy and your armature can't hold it
0: yeah true uh petra is saying you those dragons are amazing <laughs> uh we uh, i follow you for a while me too <laughs> uh, and anytime you post a bird's head, i always think it's real how Just how do
1: you make it look so lifelike? A lot of studying. Um, I've actually started getting back into sketching, which I really love. It's really helped me. Um, So you look for the shadows. Mm -hmm. So look for the shadows and make sure that you're incorporating that onto your sculpt. So I've, I've looked at a lot of anatomy, and you can look at skeletons. And I always have the skeleton, the musculature of the face, I have a forward facing a side facing, and a top view, and that's what I look at whenever I sculpt an animal. Mm. so I have all of them pulled up on my computer in front of me while I sculpt so, so that way yeah. I can have each different view because there's different things on everything that mm. you don't see the first time, and then you you have to go back and add it later and you know so talking admit. about the shadow
0: then so let's say we are sculpting this guy mm-hmm. uh. Explain to me how you see the shadow.
1: So as you see the shadows, so I try to highlight it in my painting. Let's see if I can get him in, Just a in view. Okay. So I try to highlight it with my painting because it will make it look a little more, little more realistic. huh. But you want to well, when look, you're sculpting. So he's got his ridge line right here. So he's got his nose. And you want to make sure he's got a really good eyebrow. And that the eyelid comes out far enough. And then you'll want to go. So like his face actually has different planes on it. Mm -hmm. No, my bird's going to fall over. (laughs) Hi, don't drop me. (laughs) Hi. So his face has different planes. So you've got the cheekbone here. You've got the muzzle here. And you want to make sure everything's in there. Ferrets actually have a little bit of an indentation right here, too, right below their nose. I don't know if that's a muscle. I I couldn't see it in a musculature. But I could see it on real ferrets, that their fur just kind of indents right there. Mm -hmm. So I try to include all that. And then you got to make sure you go around the mouth and the cheeks. So it's just showing all the different angles that you want. Uh Uh-huh. Very nice. So look for the shadows, and then it'll show you where the muscles are. So you
0: said you're starting with sketching again, Mm -hmm. but normally you have an idea for an animal, and you look for references. Yes. That's it, right? Um, I will look up... I mean, that's it. So simple. Right. Right.
1: I'll look up their sizes, so I'll see how tall they are at the shoulders and how long they are from nose to bum. So that'll give me a good a good guesstimate mm-hmm. as to where the pieces should go, where the shoulders should be, where the bum should be, where the head should be okay. kind of thing. So I, I do a size guide every time and I'll have one for the last two. Okay. But you don't work in one specific scale. No. You,
0: whatever you no, think. No,
1: I do whatever I, I do whatever I can. So I usually start um, with my sheet of paper about the size I want it to be in the end. And then I'll start placing the pieces where they go mm-hmm. based on anatomy and then I'll flesh it out into how I want it to look. And I use that the whole time I'm creating the doll. So I'll make sure the head's about the right size, and I'll make sure the feet are about the right size, and that the armature goes where it's supposed to in the body. Mm-hmm. And it really helps you keep, keep track of where, where it needs to be. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and I think we just uh, answered Peter's question. Do you sketch your sculpts before? So yes, I do. you, you have a... What are you going for? You're not going for just the proportion because you're going to yeah. use the other reference. So it's more like the personality of the character? So
1: I call it a size guide. Um, and I, I send these to anybody who orders a doll from me. I send you a size guide and a color guide. And the size guide is how big it is. And so I'll sketch it out. And usually the doll ends up a touch bigger just based on fur. You can't really, you can't really decide how the fur is going to go. <laughs> um, and so they'll know exactly how big it is. I'll show the the size on each side with a ruler, and then I'll show a smaller sketch of the color. So that uh-huh. way they know where, where the is, colors are going to be on the doll.
0: How long does it take you from beginning to end?
1: Really long time. Um, long time. <laughs> it depends on my daughter, honestly. Uh-huh. I've never just sat down and done one. So it's like, Honey, don't you want to take a nap now? Right.
0: I think you're feeling tired. Oh, I saw you just yawn. <laughs> right. And right? then she'll be like, no, mom,
1: I want a snack. And you're like, oh, of course you do. <laughs> but then you take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yep. So I usually do the bits of the the pieces during her naps. Uh-huh. So I'll do head one day. I actually have a breakdown of my week in uh-huh. my planner. So I'll do head one day, head and feet one day. Then I'll do the, the, the skeleton and then I'll pad it and make my pattern the next day and then I'll do the, the body and everything. So I have to do it in steps.
0: <laughs> well,
1: you know, I, I do say, think
0: it's a, one of the best skills, you know, learning how to manage your time mm-hmm. because it is very difficult for most people, it right? Is. And whoever had a chance to be a parent, they understand that if they don't manage time, it's just chaos. You don't do it at all. We yeah. were actually uh, interviewing some people for, for a place here at Curious Mondo. And one of the ladies that wrote to us said she had uh, a family of eight. And, and then she said, so if I can manage eight people in the same environment, yeah. right, I can do this. And I said, man, that is the perfect answer, right? Because it takes a lot. It's not easy. I mean, you're about to have another baby. So there's a lot of interruption. There is a lot of non-sleeping time for you. Oh, yeah. And you're still trying to run your business mm-hmm. with that. And... and you know, fulfilling your passion the whole process. So, I was going to say,
1: I've needed it as a sanity break. Uh-huh. Because you can only go so long without needing the actual just sitting down and doing something for yourself. hmm mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I'm actually really excited for the class to see exactly how uh-huh. long it'll take me <laughs> without interruptions. You
0: might have used to say,
1: can anybody cry for me or ask for a snack <laughs> <Right>? piece? <laughs> Joe will ask hear for a snack hear the monitor go off and be like, shoot, okay, three minutes done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what can I get done? So my pieces, they take about five or seven minutes without any children. Um, I would say it would be at least 14 hours per doll. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't count the clothing or anything either because I do that afterwards okay. and kind of face it burst. On their personality, nice. as to what I want to do. So, okay.
0: Leslie, uh, how much would you price the wall plaque? The, the wall plaques? Yes. So they're
1: actually not a ton because my resin—I've gotten it to go pretty cheaply. So I price these about a hundred, I believe, but plus mm-hmm. shipping to you because shipping is crazy now.
0: And the cost for it to cast that is very low, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, the price to, cost, to cast is low, and the painting only takes me a couple hours. So I try to keep these ones lower. I'm trying to do different price points for my for my followers because I know not everybody can afford yeah. a full doll, and mm-hmm. I want to kind of give them a little piece of me. Yeah, but still, that, that's still awesome. be able to afford their life.
0: <laughs> Petra, do you keep a journal with all of your sketches? Would
1: love to see that sometime. We, I do. We... Nice. I do. I have a booklet. And it's got my color guides. If I don't send it off with the doll and it's got all of my size sketches. And if I do a doll that's the same that I've done before, I'll pull it out and use that same one. Uh-huh. If it's still current, like if I've gotten better, I'll redo it, but. Okay. Yep, I saved my patterns too, even though I haven't really reused much of them. <laughs> right. Yeah, but you never know. Right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Ken, what is
0: your ultimate goal as an artist sculptor?
1: Um, to be proud of my work every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. To get to that point where Does you... Does it happen often Where to you, you finish? You, I'm, getting, the, there. I'm, getting, I'm there? getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting to the point where I'm liking all of them. At the beginning, you don't. Uh. <laughs> and you're like, I'm just getting through it. Just making it done. Making it to get it done. Uh-huh. And you like it after a little while. But you remember all of the pain and the heartache as you're making it. <laughs> <laughs> but now I've gotten to a point where I I kind of know what I'm doing now. And I've, I've gotten all the frustrating parts out. There's still trial and error. And there's still new things uh-huh. I want to try. But... Now I'm getting to the point where I enjoy the full process instead of nice. getting ticked at different, <laughs> different times. <laughs> Power to you. I, I plan a pity party right after I finish anything. <laughs> it's not good. I don't like
0: it. I don't have any talent. Right. right. Well, first of all, the other day, actually, yesterday it also happened. I, I'm looking on Pinterest or someplace like that, and I see my stuff. And I said, I've seen that before. Wait a minute, I did that. <laughs> wow, I did that. But I always have a pity party with uh-huh. the pieces. And yesterday I found one that I was actually stolen, the the picture. Oh,
1: and no. I said, man, I
0: must be becoming famous now. This right? is good. Other people want to be like <laughs> they're, they're saying they're doing this. You had the, the picture had the neck of my daughter and everything, so impossible oh, funny. not to be my piece. You're like, that one's definitely mine. Whatever.
1: I said, I, I must be getting famous now, and things are changing. I said, I've had some. But I'll, I'll hold off pictures for a little while uh-huh. if I if I need to get over the anger or the angst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll keep it for a week or two before I post it. But <laughs> for the most part, I like seeing the people's responses. Yeah. And people will pick out different things in each each doll that you're like, oh, I actually did did do an okay job with that part kind of uh-huh, thing. Uh-huh. So sometimes it really helps you too to post them and to see other people enjoying them, mm-hmm. and then it'll help you. Yeah, of course it does. Uh, Nigo. Uh, what all will be covered in
0: your class? That was my next question. <laughs> I'm super excited. We'll show a full face head sculpt or more of mm-hmm. a body building and painting. What are we going to do?
1: So I am going to try my best to do the entire process. So I'm going to start with the head and the feet. I'll show it on this guy. Do we know so which clearly. animal we are going to be? Yes, or we're going to be doing a, a fox. woo so I did this guy in prep for the class. So okay. I'm going to make a couple foxes. So, I'll have examples when I come in. Okay. So, I made this guy in prep for class. So, I'm really excited. Oh, I'm going nice. to make some fun foxes. Uh-huh. And it'll show you guys, like, the differences you can do in the dolls. Okay. So, I'll probably do a couple with horns and wings and stuff. Ooh. So, I'll show the differences you can add to your dolls. Uh-huh. But, so, he's... I'm going to sculpt a fox. So, it won't be a resin cast one. So, I'll sculpt it in class. You'll see how I do the different parts and what I include in my faces and my feet. What's important to me. Um... I really focus on movability in nice. my dolls. Uh-huh. I want them to be able to go through the full range of motion. So like with this guy, you can take him from, from sitting to standing and the whole body moves. He's got, he's got his little armature in here and I've, <laughs> I've learned some, some tips and tricks with the armature to get it to be a little more, more realistic uh-huh. instead of just a snake. But I, I really focus on movability. I want it to look real when it's done and there, to move home. real so you can pose it and have it look like an actual cat mm-hmm. but so we're going to focus on the face and the feet and then we'll do the armature and I'll show sorry the bird keeps I really fly. wanting to be her friend I want to fly <laughs> and we're going to do the armature and the padding and I'll show you tips and tricks along the way of everything um, I probably won't show the full feet just for time's sake because I know the face is going to be the majority mm-hmm. of the first um, full day um, so I'll probably come in with a foot, a front foot and a back foot, and we'll just do the front foot and the back foot in class, just do one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping to wow. show the entire process. And they, are,
0: they are so, so, so lucky because you're going to have the course where you're going to show the mm-hmm. full process, and then we are going to have a fast track course yep. where we are talking about the molding and the casting, correct? Yep, so
1: I'm going to do the two-part mold like I did with this guy, so it'll be hollow on the inside, okay. so it'll be so much easier to insert your glass eyes. So that's going to be your bonus, and I'm actually thinking about doing a course on doing a bonus of the face furring. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping the, that we have on the yep, on these guys. These guys are is both fur faces. Could you
0: call them an elk? That the, it's a
1: deer. It's actually it's, it's a deer. called a. Mm-hmm, the word's gone.
0: Oh.
1: It's the heterochromia, I believe, is the eyes. Husband,
0: help us. What's the name? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, piebald. That's what it is. It's a piebald uh-huh. deer. That's and so it's a mix between a regular deer and an albino. So that's why this guy's got such fun modeling on his fur. Uh-huh.
0: That's very cool. Yep. And we are going to be live and remember every time we are live, it's free for you to watch. Mm-hmm. So you have the opportunity to watch the full course live, uh, March 30th to April 1st. So just three weeks from now, right? Yeah. And we go live 11 AM Eastern time. So you cannot miss because it's going to be phenomenal. Okay. I have to ask this, are you into fantasy?
1: I am, I really like fantasy. I like the idea of taking something you know and making it your own. Uh huh, uh huh. And so like each of these you'll see real animals in there. Like this was a, a lovebird. started out as a baby parrot kind of thing and then I made it into a lovebird. but he's a traveler, he's the fantasy yeah. traveler. So you take bits of, of real animals and make them into something that's your own. Uh-huh. And I really love that fact.
0: And for us to finish, tell me a little bit about your journey on, on social media. So is there a platform that is more responsive to you?
1: So I really love Instagram.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's been my easiest to do. And I love that you can just slide and have it shared to your Facebook and Twitter and everything else. It uh-huh. is so useful. <laughs> yeah. So I will say Instagram is my favorite. And I probably have the most followers on there just because it's been so much easier for me to run Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, they all kind of grow at their own pace. Facebook has the groups, which is amazing, yeah, and I really source, love right? them. Yeah, yep, there's a couple groups that I follow almost religiously, and I love that. Uh-huh. And you can find other artists, and you help each other out and stuff. And I really like that, that Facebook has. Instagram has it a little bit. We have it in chats, but yeah. not so much the same. yeah. But I will. I'll definitely Instagram is my favorite.
0: <laughs> you know when when Google Plus was there, right? Uh, what I thought it was so innovative was exactly the groups that they mm-hmm. posted. Well, it didn't work. But today, really, uh, Facebook. And I have a love and hate relationship with the p- platform. <laughs> but too. the groups are really amazing, right? Uh, they, they, you, you feel you belong, right? Mm-hmm. And the amount of. Uh, inspiration that you get. I do, when I go to bed, you know, I have my own ritual, I go here, I go there. And then I say, oh, I forgot to see that group. And I go there to take a look of people have posted. And my favorite one is actually something I don't practice at all. I never tried, but I have to go there every single day. And this yeah. kind of stickness Uh, When you are in business is really important because that's where they create the trust in the artist and they get inspired by the artist until the moment they say, "Okay, I'm going to get one of her pieces, even though sometimes it's it's a struggle in the financial side for them to do that. But it's important to have part of you with them, one of your creatures. Right.
1: I will say, too, with Facebook, it's so important to follow groups that interest you, even if it has nothing to do with what you make because there are so many things that you can incorporate from different areas of art into what you do. i mm-hmm. I'm like doll making. I started making the saddles and the the accessories like a lot of it's jewelry making techniques yeah. that yeah. I had before. Yeah. And a lot of my and s- my sealing techniques came and from things. the yeah, from the cakes thing. is yeah. the airbrushing. Um and I've got tips and tricks with airbrushing too that like I just learned while I was cake decorating, I did it for so long that you find things that work Mm -hmm. and you just do it with that. But I love it because there's so many different things like the silicone. I follow silicone babies. I think they're so cool. I don't know that I would ever try to make them, Uh but I really like everything that goes into that. Mm -hmm. (coughs) And I have tried some silicone on my dolls and it's been really helpful Mm -hmm. because you can ask questions. And like with the polymer, when I started with polymer, the groups are so helpful like you find out what works, what doesn't work before you have to try it, that's yeah. so nice.
0: Yeah,
1: Or if you have something go horribly wrong, you're like, hey, what did I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> something went terribly wrong and I don't know what part I messed up on and there's people there to help. Uh-huh. And it's so nice to have those groups.
0: That's very cool, that's very cool. Well, Pixie, uh, Taylor is saying "Lissy says hi. Oh, hi. Thank okay. <laughs> uh, and thank you so much for being here. Your pieces are adorable. Thank and you. you know, if I had the time, I would just be here playing
1: with them, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's say this yeah. one I made for my little one. It's yeah. actually oh, really? It's sealed with resin and everything, too. So it's like almost indestructible. Because I knew if I made one for our house, she would claim it. And she does regularly. So, so she's allowed to play with the <clears throat> yep. piece? with this one she's allowed to play with because he's. <laughs> He's almost foolproof. <laughs>
0: uh, Nigel has another question. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you hand sew or machine sew? Sewing is so hard, I just can't get the neck of it.
1: <coughs> I do both and I'll actually show that in my class. Nice. So I'll show the pieces that I, I machine sew and hand sew. So I do machine sewing for a lot of the just like simple parts that you just need to get on there. Mm-hmm. And then I hand sew to make it tight to the doll. Okay. I'm like I could machine sew everything but I don't love the quality of the product when I'm done okay and I like the hand sewing just to make it fit the doll and to fit it perfectly yeah. So I do a little bit of
0: both. Now you're going to learn so much in oh, yeah. this course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't we don't leave any stone unturned, No, right? and
1: I really am. I'm covering a, a, most of the techniques I learned that I was so frustrated with when I started. Uh-huh. And I want to cover that for you guys because it's so hard to start a new medium from scratch. Yeah. And you don't know what you're doing. And so I really want to cover everything that could go wrong kind of mm-hmm. thing. Nice. And to, to show you what I do that fixed it. Uh-huh. So... That's fantastic.
0: I'm I'm really excited about seeing this. Oh, I thanks. told you before, you know, I I think I met you in social media first, right? Yep, you did. It was social media that brought us together. So you see a powerful marketing instrument, uh, fantasy dolls or uh, you I, they're creatures, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something fascinating as a market as well, right? I think when you put this with the BJD doll phenomenon, you you start to get. To understand what people really want today, mm-hmm. and you know, I think at the end of the day, we all need a cuddle, right? I need oh, a yeah. cuddle. Everybody and then wants you a have that You can actually touch, and it's it's an amazing art form. And you are a girl that you are resourceful. We are here at Curios Mondo We try to bring more resourcefulness to people, mm-hmm. so that's why we need to find people like you. You know, I figure out this on my own, and I did this, and I do the whole process. I'm just thinking this is going to be a huge success. I hope so. Right? Yeah, I hope so. yeah. So Yeah. I did
1: want to say too, with, with BJDs. So I also really love BJDs and I'm hoping to make my <laughs> own I had at a some feeling. point. I'm hoping to make my own at some point. But I started this little guy. He's got BJD feet. Oh. So oh sorry, his tails no. right in the way. Okay. So I wanted to to play with, with BJDs a little bit. Oh the So his the feet fruit. are. His oh, limbs yeah, are. Because yeah, yeah. I wanted to show the sculpting but also show but also not lose my movability. Yes. So his little feet are actually a BJD. Move. Nice. <laughs> and I'm hoping to branch into that more, oh actually uh-huh. I'll show him on the white and then I'll show up better.
0: Yeah, on the white it looks there good. There we go, yeah, There Perfect. we can see, well, nice.
1: Yep, so I'll put, huh. I'll put one up and one down. So do you have BJDs? I do, I have one, <gasps> it's the only one I could afford. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. yep. So I'm hoping to branch out a little bit more too and to include that in my dolls because mm-hmm. I really love that quality of showing the sculpts but also not losing the movability. Yes, yes. And, and this has become,
0: a, a, you know, years ago we went to California to visit a company that is from Japan that manufactures BJD mm-hmm. and it was such a eye-opening experience. I had been talking to somebody locally that they used to make art and say, you know, this is a market and we are not seeing it because it came very late to the US. Yeah. It was a huge boom everywhere else, but here it started very slow. And he discarded the idea and I went there, no kidding they only open two days a week because all the other days they're fulfilling online orders. Mm-hmm. Right. And you get there and there are all these dolls that don't have eyes or hair or anything. Yep. They're freaky. <laughs> the cheapest one I think started at 1500 and this mm-hmm. was years ago. Right. And I see this uh, mama girl coming and the girl was a teenager and she came with one doll that she had and politely they said she couldn't go inside the store with a another brand of doll and she had to take to the car, right? But they were there for hours, spending money and spending money. And I was, see, I wish wish that person was here right now. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Because sometimes we are not aware of a market Right. And, and we discard the idea and yeah. we see something similar in the in the fantasy creatures because you have amazing artists out there. But when you talk here, people nah, 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 and say, no, you don't understand. These things move. They can tell yeah. stories. They, you can cuddle. Uh, they do things that others don't. And you just should be paying attention because this might be a new journey for you mm-hmm. and you're going to be really impressed. So I'm very glad that you took the plunge and started making them. I don't know, yeah, i Looks done like you're a so very far. brave girl <laughs> because yeah, uh, you, you, you started making and say, I think I can do this and you went and did it, right? Yeah. And then you t- turned this into a business. So
1: that's how we want people to be. Yeah, don't be afraid to try. I just want to say that there's, I'm like, I've tried almost every medium out there. (laughs) I love trying new things. Uh And like I say, even with the silicone babies, like I don't plan on making a baby, but I've used it to make dragon wings and bat wings and just those same techniques. You can incorporate them into whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. So find things that interest you and then figure out how to make it into something that really excites you. Um, So yeah, I just want to say, don't be afraid to try. There's so many things out there that you'll never know you could be good at. I, wanted to, I loved what Joshua Warbear said uh-huh. a couple of weeks ago, and he said, I, I don't feel bad sharing my techniques because if someone is better than, better at my process than I am, they needed to know it, mm-hmm. that it's something that they needed to learn. And I loved that. I thought that was so cool. And just to think about that, that it's something that they really needed to learn, and maybe there's something that, that you guys really need to learn yeah. and that you just don't know you're good at until you try. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, we cannot have a positive mindset.
0: I'm the one to share all my secrets. You know, yeah. it's, it's better to impact people than to keep protecting yourself from people all the time. That's not a, a good pathway. Yep. Cool. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm really excited. You. She's going to be back in Curious Mondo on March 3rd, 30. Uh, so don't forget to, to register. Again, free to watch. And you're going to love it. Well, this podcast, like I said, it stays where you're watching, so you can share with people that you think could be inspired and start a new journey. And you can also look for us in all the podcast platforms and then revisit. She mentioned Warbear. Well, guess what? There is an interview with him. (laughs) We have over 60 amazing artists on Creativity in Focus, so why not, you know, spend the weekend being inspired. There's nothing better than that. Okay, I'll see you back here very soon. Thank you so much for being with us. Bye, guys.